oh my god <laughs> <laughs> we are coming at you from the pod nursery <laughs> how does it feel to be back good i missed i missed it i missed you too but i've had to record with all the boys for I the last know. month and a half and it's i mean it's been fun not as fun as with me no. and our mascot dingo yes joining us live from the nursery <laughs> Yeah, I did not intend to take that long off of podcast. I figured like a week or two and I'd be like, good. <laughs> but man, <laughs> this whole mom thing just kicked my ass. <laughs> I mean, justifiably so. Yeah. She's cute though, so. She's real cute. It's worth it. We'll post more pictures of her. Oh yeah, we should. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're going to go do something after we're done recording today. So we'll post cute pictures from that. Yes. Hell so. yeah go on our instagram if you haven't already yeah if you don't follow us at hot for justice podcast on instagram um i don't know what you're doing with your life you should or like follow us on our personal instagrams because we post more stuff on there facts <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah. But yeah so how's how's mom life it's hard i'm tired <laughs> pregnancy brain has transitioned into mom brain you know i've heard that's a thing yeah i mean for example i ordered her a onesie last week and as I'm putting away all her newborn clothes, because she doesn't fit in them anymore, I literally ordered her a newborn size onesie. Perfect. Right? That she can wear for, like, f- I can't even really button it. She's got a little baby belly. It's so cute and porky. <laughs> <laughs> so, but just, you know, I just find myself doing little things like that <laughs> all the time. I mean, I do that too, but I have no excuse. I'm just dumb. <laughs> Man, it's rough, though. But it's good. I mean, sh- you know, I can't really complain. Good. But I, my maternity leave is up tomorrow. I'm going back to work oh, God. just from home. And so, yeah, it's a little bittersweet. She'll be six weeks old tomorrow. Oh, my God. Can't believe it. But, yeah, it's good. I'm excited to be back. Heck, yeah. Yeah. We have some – ooh, I have a good case. To, well, it's not good. It's <laughs> sad, but it's interesting. <laughs> I feel like we always do this to ourselves. <laughs> right? <laughs> I know, you were telling me it was, it's kind of a twisty bitch, so I'm excited. It is. It's And I could not draw a conclusion. Like, normally I try to, like, right. what are my thoughts about this? I really have no idea. Because there's several, like, factors to it that I just, I don't know. So. Oh, also, if you guys were unaware, this is Hot for Justice podcast. Oh, yeah. And I'm Jessica. And I'm Jamie. And I'm back. <laughs> again. <laughs> <laughs> Hope y'all missed me. <laughs> Anyways, so I guess I'll just jump into my case. Yeah, uh, I've elected you to go first since yes. um, you haven't done anything. And you all haven't been blessed months. to hear my voice for the. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, and I mean, if you haven't noticed, I'm a sniffly bitch because <laughs> my allergies are literally killing me. Yeah, which is why the last two weeks the podcast has taken a very brief hiatus. <laughs> it, it happens to the best of us. Yeah, yeah. I think. And this is very gross, but I'm pretty sure I have expelled my body weight and mucus over the last, like, three weeks. <laughs> Allergies are no joke. No, and I literally a few times, like, thought I might die. So. Yeah. It's um, interesting. I, I had really bad allergies, and I get asthma when I have allergies. Oh, fuck. So I've had that my whole life. And then we moved to Germany, and my allergies stopped. And for most people, when they would move to Germany, like my friend Savannah for mm-hmm. example she got allergies like she was super allergic there but not in the states weird for me it was opposite so like so and it was the same for so many people they would have the worst allergies in Germany but mm. they didn't have them like here in the states so now I'm back like I have them again but not as bad as I did before right. we had moved I don't know why but like Germany fixed my allergies well I know like as you 
get older, your allergies change and shit. Yeah. Like, I've heard of people, like, actually, like, when they were pregnant, they, like, developed mm-hmm. different allergies or, like, they changed. Yeah. It's like my my aunt, so my cousin, um, Tessa, has really f- severe food allergies, which mm-hmm. is a little different, obviously, than seasonal yeah. allergies. But my aunt's done a lot of research, and she was telling me that your body generates, like, basically, you have all new cells, like, yeah, recreated, like, every, like, every seven, seven, seven yep. years. And so, like, that's why your body changes and your allergies change and things like that. It's Interesting. Well, like so. the food allergy thing. So, not to completely derail this, <laughs> <laughs> hey. but when I was eighteen, yeah, I started suddenly started being like allergic to a lot of fresh fruit, fruits and vegetables. Oh, that sucks. But only like when they're raw. Weird. Like like my mouth and like throat swells up. Mm-hmm. But like if they're cooked, it's totally fine. That's yeah, because it changes the chemical composition of the. hundred percent. Yeah. But yeah, like it's like worse with like stone fruits, like apples, like peaches, pears, like shit like that. Yeah, that's. Thankfully, I'm not really allergic to any food, but Wes is super allergic to shellfish, ooh, and ooh. I accidentally almost killed him one time, because <laughs> I had a sushi roll with shrimp in it, and I didn't, normally I ask for no, I don't like shellfish, so I yeah. don't normally eat it, and I forgot to ask for no shrimp, and so I had been drinking out of a water bottle, it's his water bottle, Oh no! and he took it to the gym with him, and he came home from the gym, and he was like, I'm really itchy, like, I don't know what's wrong, and he lifted his shirt up, and he had hives all over his body, and I was like, Oops. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm sure it was an accident. To- yeah. Totally. Right. <laughs> I mean, I didn't have life insurance on him then, so. Oh, well, that would that's your first mistake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but anyways, he was like, you tried to kill me. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> My bad. Anyways, I'm a little more careful now. <laughs> uh, shit. Okay. Well, okay. anyways. Back to um, the meat and potatoes of yes. this podcast. <laughs> the crime. <laughs> Uh, so yes. my source is from the Sacramento Bee. It's an article. It's a two-part article called Out in the Cold, Four Mentally Dis- Disabled Men Died in the Woods, What Happened to the Fifth? And it's written by Benji Agle. And so I used his both parts of his article for my whole story. So just wanted to shout it out. <laughs> it's real good. You should read it if, you know, you want to. Anyways, because um, I didn't, like, obviously I'm not going to go into every detail that he went into, like, right. a pretty detailed background of these people. So... We're in 1978, era of Ted Bundy. Think about it, throwing it back. Yikes. <laughs> and it's in February, so it's cold AF. Balls cold. Yes. Um, five men disappeared in the Plumas National Forest. So this is, if you're unfamiliar with California, near, it's north of Sacramento by a few hours, um, kind of near the Chico area. It gets very cold up in the mountains up there. It snows a lot. Just setting the scene. I want to say I maybe went there for like a camp or something like yeah. when I was like maybe in middle school. Like I have that sounds familiar. family li- lives like up in that area and yeah. Um, yeah, it gets like basically between now and like March, you can't really, you have to plan strategically when you're going to drive up there because it snows so oh, much. Oh, might be like stuck up there yeah. or whatever. And it gets icy. It's pretty treacherous. No, anyway. thanks. So there are five men, Jack Madruga, Ted Wire, I don't know if I'm saying his name right, Bill Sterling, Jack Hewitt, and Gary Mathias. Um, they all knew each other from like a, it's a program for mentally disabled adults. Mm-hmm. It was called Gateway. It doesn't exist anymore. And it, um, they all lived in the Marysville area. So also for those unfamiliar, Marysville is like really close to Sacramento, just kind of north of Sac. I think my sister-in-law and her husband just moved there. Yeah. I've never been there, but... Nor have I. Yeah. I'm, I'm a great in-law. Yeah. I don't think there's really, like, a reason to go... Unless you have family there. Like, there's not really a reason to go She kind of said that. She was like, yeah, like, all the, like, cool shit to do is, like, basically in or closer to SAC. Yeah, exactly. Kind of like here. 
Um, hey, bitch, we're going to the street fair. I don't know what you're talking that's about. That's true. <laughs> we're gonna chug some. Um, oh my gosh, mom brain, white claws, and then go to the, the street fair. Anyways, <laughs> moving on. Um, so uh, Jack Madruga was 30. He said he was said by his family like he just kind of lacked common sense. Mm-hmm. He was like, him and I have that in common. Yeah, me too. Sometimes. <laughs> Um, he wasn't like, they wouldn't have classified him as mentally retarded, but just like he was a little slow. Got it. Um, uh, Ted Wire was 32. Um, he also kind of was like just a little slow. Um, so all five of them had some sort of like mental disability. Right. Um, they said like, for example, Ted Wire, one night his family's house caught on fire and he just sat in bed and like watched it burn and his brothers had to drag him out of the house he told them to leave him alone because he needed to rest for work the next day they had to like literally drag him out of the house jesus fucking christ so stuff like that like just not computing quite you know (laughs) um the other man uh, bill sterling he was 29 um i guess he you know they're all pretty like sufficient they had jobs um yeah you know they weren't like it wasn't anything too severe uh he had worked at beale air force base and but his mom made him quit because i guess the airmen would go get him really drunk and then steal his money from him oh that's so really sad. messed up of them um jack hewitt was 24 so one of the he was the youngest of the group um he was said to have been the most severely disabled of the five he he couldn't read write or dial a phone he was really dependent on his mom oh wow yeah um, and then lastly, Gary Mathias was 25, and he was said to be, like, the odd sheep of the group. Mm-hmm. He, um, well, I'll get into that later. Anyways, so February 24th, all of them had gone up to Chico. So from Marysville, I'd say maybe, like, an hour and a half to yeah, Chico. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, to watch their favorite basketball team, UC Davis, play Chico State. So um, Davis won. They were super stoked. They were getting ready to leave. They went to a convenience store in Chico just before 10 p.m. to go to buy snacks before they, you know, they drove back to Marysville. Gotta go road trip snacks, you know? Yeah, exactly. But they never made it home. And that was the last time they were seen oh, shit. alive. So four four days later, they spotted, um, the U.S. Forest Service spotted Madruga's 1967 Mercury Montego um, at the Plumas National Forest snow line. So I'm okay. not quite sure what that is, but I'm assuming that's probably as far as you can drive into the forest. Probably, Without, yeah. you know. Um... They said that nearly all the snacks had been eaten. They hotwired the car, it, and it, like, worked because they were trying to see, obviously, like, yeah, they didn't have keys. They wanted to make sure the car, you know, was operable. It had enough gas, so they obviously didn't break down. No, they got out yeah. either willingly or not. And it was weird because it's not like it's on their way home. Marysville to Chico, you just take 99, Highway yeah. 99, and there's – you don't – It's pretty much like a straight shot. Yeah, and there's no forest. <laughs> like, you – it's you know pretty developed i don't know about then but it is now anyways um investigators noted that all the roads that go into the forest were rough and really bumpy like so when they were searching for the for these men um all of the vehicle the rescue vehicles that were used had faced some moderate damage to them and they were noting that like this car was a really heavy car Mm -hmm. add five men in in the car it's heavier weighing it down right there was barely any scratches on it which um like under the undercarriage Mm -hmm. so they were saying that whoever drove them out there likely knew the road well enough to navigate it well in the dark and the snow yeah so um weird madruga who that that's whose car it was he hated 
the cold hated camping so it's not like he would be like let's go camping (laughs) right um he was not familiar with the area and he was said to have like he would rarely let other people drive his car so it's just sus that they were it was out there you know obviously in the first place yeah so they looked for three months for them holy shit um, once the roads became more accessible when the snow melted in the spring, they still were looking and they couldn't find them. Um, the beginning of June, a group of motorcyclists came upon a bad smelling work site near a campground, campground, but it was 19 miles away from where the car was left. 19 miles. That's hella far. Yeah. It's weird. Uh, First of all, I'm not walking 19 miles anywhere. <laughs> in the snow too. If you're not prepared for the snow too. Yeah, no. Hell no. So there was a trailer, like a, it was like a work site, so they had a trailer for the workers. Um, it looked like someone had broken a window to gain access, um, and then they found Ted Weir's body in the trailer. He was found under eight layers of sheets with his hands on his chest. Both pant legs had been rolled up to his knees. He, it showed that he had um, blood poisoning, gangrene, and he'd lost five toes to frostbite. Oh my god. So he died of exposure, basically. Um, they estimated that he survived four to six weeks after going missing. He had lost 80 to 100 pounds during that time. They found cans of food in an outside storage locker that had been eaten. Like, there was, like, 31 cans of food that had been eaten. Wow. But there was another unopened locker of food that had, like, enough in it for all five men to have survived for a year. But it was unopened. Huh. So, they also found, um... Matthias, Matthias's um, sneakers in there, and the boots that Ted had left, like wearing, mm-hmm. they were leather shoes. They were more sturdy. Were gone. So it had. It was obvious that um, Gary Matthias had like been there. And that was the body that was found, right? Ted Wire's body was found. Okay. Gary Matthias was. Um, he's the one who's never been found. Oh shit. So four, yeah, four of them have been were found, and mm-hmm. then one never was. Which is weird. That's fucking bananas. Yeah. The two others, Madruga and Sterling, were found two days later, eight miles closer to the car. They were just in the wilderness. Sterling's body was nothing but bones. Madruga, that's whose car was. His body had been picked apart by animals. Um, His death was noted as hypothermia slash exposure, but they couldn't figure out a cause of death for Sterling because it was just bones left. Um, And then the last man, Hewitt, was found four days after... um, Basically, they found the first body. Um, he was also nothing but bones. His dad found him. Like, his dad found his sweater and picked it up, and the spine fell out of it. Ah! Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Oh, yeah. my God. Isn't, could you Im- I can't even imagine. <laughs> um, and, yeah, they never found Gary Matthias. They looked and looked. Even after they found these bodies, they kept looking, and then they had to call it because they couldn't find it. Right. And they never found him. So... I didn't talk about his, like, mental disability until the end for a reason. Because he was the most... He he was diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia. Oh, no. Oh, no. He had several run-ins with law enforcement and had some serious charges against him, um, like assault with intent to rape. Um, He had been discharged from the Army because of the schizophrenia thing. Um, he, He had, yeah a lot of run-ins with the law but then he kind of got his his shit together he got on medication he was stabilized you know seemingly fine his everybody kind of said he was like the personality of the group he was the leader he was the one who yeah kind of would be like let's go do this or let's go he was in charge 
right? So it's, I mean, he was never found. So is he alive? Did he do something to them? Like, did he? But that's kind of the weird thing is because two of the bodies were just bones. You can't tell if they were murdered or not. Yeah. The other two that were, they could tell, died of exposure. Hmm. So it's not like they were murdered. But why were they out there? Right. Unless like, he thought it would be funny to, like, leave them all out there. And that's kind of what, like, I was thinking. Like, oh, like, he was, like, fucking with them. Yeah. Or something. I mean, fuck, dude. Right? But, like, why were they out well, there? And if you, he wasn't, why would they be out there in the first place? Well, you said, so the guy that was found in the trailer, he, his shoes were missing? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, maybe he, like, stole his shit and was, like, later days and, like, left him, the, like, left him there. Yeah. But, like, that doesn't explain the other three. Right. The other, yeah. Because they were found farther, further. closer to the car. But, yeah, like, yeah. a distance away from the other body. Right. So maybe, or maybe he got away. Right. Maybe. Like from, maybe, like, somebody else. Yeah. Like, who hurt them mm-hmm. or something. But um, another, it's kind of weird. So three weeks after they all went missing, a Yuba City woman, which is close to Marysville, Yuba City, um, received several phone calls. The first said, I know where the missing five men are. Hung up. And then the next day she got one and said, I need help because I really hurt those guys bad. What? Hung up. The last one said, those five guys are all dead. Five. All five. Not four. All five of those guys are dead. What the fuck? So, yeah. And then, um, yeah, it's just kind of weird. Okay, so another thing was kind of weird. Gary Mathias, I, it was in the article, apparently. So he had, like, home issues and he kind of bounced around from, like, home homes family homes with his schizophrenia and yeah. anyways they said that he had once walked from portland oregon to marysville he walked that whole way that's far it's far as fuck <laughs> <laughs> that okay so we've i've driven to portland from you know calaveras county that took it took us two days. Oh, we so had yeah, to stop. We, we went to Bend and Oregon and then stopped and then continued the next day. It was it's at least 16-hour drive. Yeah. She walked that whole thing. Yeah, because my family, like, we did a road trip to Oregon. We drove, I forget exactly where the first place that we stopped was, but it was, like, 10 or 12 hours of driving Yeah, from, like, the East Bay. Yeah. And then, yeah, it was, like, another few more hours to get, like, where we were going. Yeah. It's it's a long haul. Jesus. So he he walked that far and he survived. So it kind of makes you wonder maybe he He is just, he just along for it. the walk, man. Right? <laughs> but um, they never well, found him. So he's listed as a missing person. What? Yeah. Yeah, maybe he just like noped out of there and said later days and then just took a hike (laughs) i don't know it's just so weird i mean if it's a huge forest so it's completely possible it probably more likely that he died yeah he just got lost somewhere yeah or like animals kind of spread him out because like if you think about it would he have they said too he needed medication Mm -hmm. so he likely would have popped back up yeah if if he didn't ever get medication he would he have like he probably wouldn't have the capacity i don't know anyone with schizophrenia so i'm just positive I, I here do, so. <laughs> but I, I i'm wondering if he would have the capacity to like make a new identity you know i think possibly so i someone i went to high school with her brother has schizophrenia mm-hmm. um 
it was undiagnosed for a long, long time until he was probably closer to, like, 18 or 20. Yeah. It um, doesn't normally manifest, I read, until no. they're, like, older. Like, and it's usually more common in men than women. Yeah. And I want to say it was diagnosed after, like, a suicide attempt. Okay. Um, yeah. Or, like, something kind of similar to that. Like, some sort of big yeah, event. Me- medical event. Yeah. Um, and, like, he's 22 or 23 now. Okay. Um, But, yeah, like, he... Like, I think he, like went off his meds for a while and like you know like they don't have like a they're all like a full like wherewithal yeah like for sure yeah and it was saying too like maybe he because they had all these these men had a basketball game the next day mm-hmm. through their gateway program that they were all in and they were pretty stoked about it right they love basketball yeah. so the author kind of was like maybe he didn't take his medication because you know it has side effects it makes yeah. him kind of like not it's kind of makes you drowsy a little slower like your reactions are like a little cloudy i guess yeah and so it, it does like produce mental fog because it's basically like literally drowning out your thoughts yeah right <laughs> um, Which because makes sense. you know basically for schizophrenics it's like you have people talking in your head right so it the medication it literally makes your brain numb yeah basically so i don't know yeah and that's why a lot of times they will go off their meds because they feel like shit on them right and then they will either, you know, do something illegal because... Yeah, or they think they're fine and go off of them. Right, because yeah. they don't want to feel the way they're, they're feeling. Yeah. So, that's my story. That's fucking crazy, dude. Isn't that crazy? It's I'm still not over the, like, creepy. people like, calling and hanging up after, right. like, those, like, weird little... But I feel like that easily could have just been somebody fucking around like, because... Like, prank like, or something, like, some stupid teenager. Yeah. But, um, you know, 70s, you can't trace stuff like that. Oh, absolutely you not. You never know. Did they say it was a woman's voice or a man's voice? Or did they, they say it was a man's voice. Interesting. Yeah. I think, I don't know if she recorded it or not, but she reported it to the police, so. <sighs> yeah. Weird. I don't like that at all. <laughs> yeah. So, creepy. I really want to know, throw, my, throw me your thoughts, guys, because <laughs> I just can't, I don't know, I just don't have a. Yeah, like, there's a lot of things floating in my mind right now, but I don't. Right, you can't really, like, there's no one, uh, like, kind of thing that's coming to the top for me. No. Because who freaking knows? Yeah, that's going to be a no for me, dog. Yeah, it's creepy. <laughs> I can't imagine being out there. And no. It's so creepy. It would be so creepy and yeah. cold. Yeah, cold and dark and wet and just uncomfy. Yeah, and uncomfy. <laughs> I'd be so hungry. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, hit me with your best shot. <laughs> oh, I will. <laughs> so, this one's kind of a doozy. I was looking it up, and I was like, this is kind of wild. And there's not a lot of information. Okay. But it's like, like I said, it's actually pretty bananas. I'm um, here for doozies, man. Oh, yeah. Here for uh, it. Uh, sorry. Okay, so, this is the case of Samuel Little. It's, like, soft, but it's, okay. like, also there's a lot of mystery surrounding the whole thing. Okay. So, this is potentially, if everything that this man says that he did is true, he would be the United States' most prolific serial killer. Okay, I was going to say, his name sounds really familiar. Yes, he was arrested earlier, I think, this year. Okay, that's and, why. Yeah. Actually, okay, yeah, I know why, because um, I think the Jensen and Hole, or, great Jensen and Holes podcast, I think they talked about him, or oh. they had an episode about him, and I didn't listen to it. I, was saying, I don't listen to that show, yeah. so... <laughs> I'm pretty sure they did. That's why I've seen his name. Anyway, 
Not that that matters. I mean, I mean, they're our direct competition, so like I. Right. They launched the same day as us. The nerve of them. Fuckers. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know. I'm not for holes. <laughs> <laughs> Who isn't? <laughs> He's a good-looking man. Oh yeah, he is a a saucy older gentleman. Like, and you know, he used to live in the Bay. I know. Just a just a um crime person, and now he's famous AF. Yep. Anyways. Can't wait till the show comes out. <laughs> is it? It's gonna be on oxygen, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait. I know. Zach and I just uh, switched TV streaming services uh-huh. to. I think. Fuck. What is it? It might be the Comcast or no, the P- PlayStation one. Oh, okay. Not that that means anything to you guys. You just don't have one, but. <laughs> yeah. No. But um, it also, like has you like set your favorite channels, and I was like, like oxygen, like ID. And right. Zach's, like. There's something fucking wrong with you. <laughs> I know. I just stole my mom's suit. I made her create an online account so that I could sign in online and watch. <laughs> Thanks, mom. Shout out to you. Oh, fuck. Okay. Okay. So Samuel Little. Uh, this is mostly from Wikipedia, per usual. <laughs> I should really start donating to Wikipedia. <laughs> Jamie's sources. Probably Wikipedia. That fucking sent me. <laughs> Because I don't always read your descriptions. I started... Uh, they're pretty fucking funny. Also, by the way, doing my own descriptions is ass, okay? Uh, I have a lot of fun with it. Good. I'm glad you're back. I, yeah. I missed it, you guys. I'm here. I'm uh, back. Oh, uh, jeez. Yeah, I have to do them for uh, the other show, and I'm just like... Mobile oh, props. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. It's shameless self-promo. Right. I have to just say, somebody gave us a onesie. It says Snuggle the Smuggle for our, the baby. Shut your fucking mouth. And it's pretty cute. And it's Gryffindor colors. I'm so. literally going to die. Here for it. Send yeah. you a picture when she's nine months old and can wear it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll use it in promotional photos for muggle problems. Yes. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Right. Um, I also took another bit, like, at the very end from another article, but I'll talk about that later. Um, so Samuel Little, born June seventh of nineteen forty. Also, that's Zach's birthday, minus the nineteen forty part. I can hear the baby crying. My boobs are gonna start leaking. <laughs> <laughs> that's Mom the episode life. title. <laughs> Sorry if you're a dude. You don't want to hear. That. I am five hundred percent making that the episode title. My boobs are gonna leak. <laughs> it's true. I didn't realize that, that happens <laughs> until we were like out in public, and I was like, shit. <laughs> Okay, anyway. I can't say I've ever had that problem. <laughs> Wait till you have kids. It's super fun. <laughs> um, I just got my birth control replaced the other day. I think I'm good. <laughs> right? I go in... Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Anywho. I need to get back on that. <laughs> okay, so Samuel Little um, is an American serial killer who was convicted of the murders of three women in California between 1987 and 1989 and one in Texas in 1994. He claims to have killed as many as 93 people, and investigators have linked him to over 60 murders, which may make him the most prolific serial killer in U.S. history. Damn. He allegedly murdered women across 19 states over 50 years, around 2000, ending around 2005. Ew. It was right. It gets grosser. Okay. Well, yeah. So, a uh, bit about his early life. He was born in Reynolds, Georgia, to a mother he claimed was a, quote, lady of the night. Soon after his birth, his family moved to Lorraine, Ohio, where he was brought up mainly by his grandmother. He attended Hawthorne Junior High School, where he had problems with discipline and achievements. In 1956, after being convicted for breaking and entering into property in Omaha, Nebraska, Little was held in an institution for juvenile offenders. Because uh, that would have made him 16? Yeah. Mm, okay. Uh, he moved to Florida to live with his mother in his late 20s, working at various times as a cemetery worker, an ambulance attendant, 
according to him. Uh, a day laborer. Um, uh, da, 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 da. That one also, like, he, no, it's, like, not super confirmed. Um, as noted by Tammy Abadala in the Hol- Honolulu Star, based on a 75-minute interview with uh, L.A. detectives, Little r- reported that then he began traveling more widely and had more run-ins with the law. Um, she notes he arrests in eight different states for crimes that included driving under the influence, fraud, shoplifting, solicitation, armed robbery, aggravated assault, and rape. Uh, by his description to the interviewers, he took up boxing during his stints in prison, referring to himself as a former prize fighter. Hmm. Um, in 1961, he was sentenced to three years in prison for breaking into a furniture store in Lorain, Ohio. He was released in 1964. Uh, By 1975, he had been arrested 26 times over 11 states for crimes including theft, assault, attempted rape, fraud, and attacks on government officials. Dang. Like, his rap sheet is honestly impressive. Ah, uh, yeah. It sounds like it. <laughs> Jeez. Um, in 1982, he was arrested in, oh, Jesus, fuck, Pasagola, Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> we do our best here. <laughs> it's not great, but... <laughs> Actually, there reminds me of a tweet I saw earlier that I might have retweeted, but I'm not sure. That was, like, um, you know how people say, like, why would you get tattoos? And it's like putting a bumper sticker on a car. Right. Or whatever. But at best, I'm just a 91 Corolla, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I was like, hashtag me. <laughs> Same. Um, so he was arrested in Mississippi and charged with the murder of a 22-year-old woman named Melinda LaPree, who had gone missing in September of that year. A grand jury de- uh, declined to indict him for the murder. Um, however, while he was under investigation, he was transferred to Florida to be brought to trial for another murder of a 26-year-old named Patricia Mount, whose body was found in September of 1982. Uh, prosecution witnesses identified Little in court as a person who spent time with Mount on the night before her disappearance. Due to mistrust of witness testimonies, he was acquitted in January of 84. Shit. So, he had two murder, murder trials that nothing happened, basically. kind of like Robert Durst. Yes. It's a lot like Robert Durst. Just kept getting out of it, man. Mm-hmm. Except um, he didn't kill that many people. Well, who knows, but... <laughs> facts. <laughs> creepy ass dude. Um, Little then moved to California, and he stayed near San Diego. In October of 1984, he was arrested for kidnapping, beating, and strangling of Lori Barros, a 22-year-old who survived. One month later, he was found by police in the backseat of his car with an unconscious woman, who has also been beaten and strangled in the same location as the attempted murder of Barros. Little served two and a half years in prison for both crimes. Upon his release in February of 1987, he immediately moved to L.A. and committed more than 10 additional murders. According to him. Right. Um, he was arrested in on September 5th of 2012 at a homeless shelter in Louisville, Kentucky, after authorities used DNA testing to establish he was involved in the murder of Carol Elford, who was killed on July 13th of 1987, um, as well as Guadalupe uh, Apodaca, who was killed on September 3rd of 1987, and Audrey Nelson, who was killed on August 14th of 1989. Wow. All three women were killed and later found on the streets of L.A., he was extradited to Los Angeles, where he was charged on January 7th of 2013. A few months later, the police said that Little was being investigated for involvement in dozens of murders committed in the 1980s, until which had been undisclosed. In connection with new circumstances in Mississippi, the LaPree murder case was reopened. In total, Little was tested for involvement in 60 murders of women committed to uh, the ter- territory of many U.S. states. Jeez. Uh, his trial for the murders of Elford, Nelson, and Apodaca began in September of 2014. 
the prosecution presented the DNA test results as well as testimony of witnesses who were uh, attacked by the accused at different times throughout his criminal career. On September 25th of 2014, he was found guilty and sentenced to life imprisonment without possibility of parole. On the day of the verdict, Little continued to insist his innocence. As of 2016, he was serving a sentence at the um, California State Prison in Los Angeles County. So, this is where it gets interesting. Okay. And this is why he's been in the news more lately. Okay. So, um, November 9th of 2018, he confessed to the 1996 fatal strangulation of Melissa Thomas. November 13th of 2018, he was charged with the 1994 murder of Denise Christie Brothers in Odessa, Texas, after having confessed to uh, confessed the crime to a Texas Ranger in May of 2018. Little pleaded guilty to the murder of uh, Brothers on December 13th and received another life sentence. The Ector County, Texas District Attorney and Wise County Sheriff's Office also announced on November 13th that he had confessed to dozens of murders and may have committed more than 90 across 14 states between 1970 and 2005. Why did he stop in... T- was he caught in 2005? Yes. Okay. I think he was uh, arrested at some point in 2005. Okay. Um, and then he wasn't charged for the rest of the murders until 2012. Okay. Uh, November 15th of 2018, the Russell County, Alabama District Attorney announced that Little had earlier that month confessed to the 1979 murder of a 23-year-old named Brenda Alexander, whose body was found in Phoenix City. November 16th, uh, the Macon, Georgia sheriffs announced that Little had cre- credibly confessed to the 1977 strangling uh, of an unidentified woman and the 1982 strangling murder of an 18-year-old Fredonia Smith. Fall of 2018, he confessed to the 1980 mur- 1982 murder of 55-year-old Dorothy Richards and the 96 murder of 40-year-old Daisy McGuire. Both of their bodies were found in Louisiana. Wow. Uh, so it seems like his confessions are pretty credible. Yeah. Then, so he's probably not over exaggerating when no. he says he killed that many people. And it gets weirder. Okay. So, in November of 2018, he's confessing to more and more and more. Harrison County, Miss- Mississippi Sheriff Troy Peterson said that he had confessed to strangling a 36 year old Julia Critchfield in the Gulfport area in 1978 and dumping her body off of a cliff. Jeez. Uh, Lee County, Mississippi law enforcement officials announced that he had admitted to killing a 46-year-old Nancy Carroll in uh, Tupelo in 2005, and that the case would be presented to a grand jury in January of 2019. Uh, Uh, November 27th of 2018, the FBI announced that a violent criminal apprehension program team had affirmed 34 of his confessions and began working to match the remainder of Little's confessions to known murders of suspicious deaths. Little began making the confessions in exchange for a transfer out of the L.A. County prison, which he was being held. One included his confession to a previous cold case homicide in Prince George County, Maryland, previously one of only two homicide cases in the county with unidentified victims. In December of 2018, he was indicted for strangling Linda Sue Boards, 23, to death in May of 1981 in Kentucky. Her body was found in May, uh, May of 1981 uh, near U.S. Route 68. One of his victims was identified in December of 2018 as Martha Cunningham of Knox County, Tennessee, who was 34 when he murdered her in 1975. Wow. Uh, basically, this continues to talk about more of his victims. Mm-hmm. Um, so, this is where it gets kind of creepy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, this next bit I took from a bit on 60 Minutes. Okay. Uh, so, James Holland, uh, he's an investigator. He's heard confessions from many, many murderers, but now is telling the Texas Ranger that he's committed, uh, 
but now one is telling the Texas Ranger that he's committed 93 murders himself, making him perhaps the most prolific serial killer in American history. So Little is now 79, okay. and he's being a lot more cooperative to this guy, James Holland. Holland gave him like a bunch of like art supplies because he likes to draw and stuff. Yeah. He has drawn pictures of almost, I think, like 50 or 60 of his victims. How does he remember what they look like? So, he was saying that he uh, broke through to Little by agreeing with him that he wasn't a rapist, but just a killer. Okay. So, and then gave him the you know art stuff, and then he says it's like when he's uh, trying to like visualize, he like kind of like kind of strokes his face and like gets this like it's like a he called it a car- uh, da, 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 what do you call it a carousel of victims, and he's just like he can recall all these details of these women that he killed. Wow. Um, in the show post that we do for this, I'll yeah. include some of the drawings that he did. Yeah. They're fucking wild. I'm going to show you um, a couple right now. Okay. That is so... <gasps> wow. Yeah. And so that Detective Holland, he... Oh my gosh. He is... A lot of the victims, like, he, the guy doesn't know the names of. Yeah. But he was able to match them to people that, like, disappeared or, wow. like, Jane Doe's and stuff. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. So, like, all these cases, are, like, are being solved. Right. Like... I mean, he's old now. He has nothing to, like, lose if he's going to be right. in jail. Like, other than now he can get the... Get some recognition for it. Yeah, and that's why he's cooperating. He's been doing a lot of interviews over the last year. Yeah. And so he... Honestly, kind of just, like, an older, more fucked up Ted Bundy. Yeah. Because, like, he's definitely, like, getting off on, like, the... It probably would be Ted Bundy had Ted Bundy not been caught so, like... I mean, he did a lot of damage, but he was caught pretty young, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, this guy, he was caught, if he was caught in 2012, I'm trying to math, it's probably a mistake. Yeah, I'm not even going to try. My brain's too tired. Make him, like, 72. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he was caught when he was, like, in his early 70s, basically. Dang. But How old is he now? He's 79. And it's 2019. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good at this. Yeah, good job. I'm getting better. I'm too tired. <laughs> but, yeah, wow, that's... that's creepy. It's... That's the creepiest part, that he can literally remember what they f- look like and draw them. Yes. Like, I don't even think I could draw my husband and I look at his face every day. Same. That's, wow. But I guess I've also never murdered anybody, so, I, you know. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. You know, make it a point. But yeah, so that is Samuel Little. Wow. America's potentially most prolific serial killer. That's so interesting. Mm-hmm. And sad. Is he African American? He is, and um, predominantly his victims were African American, African American females as well. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask because the drawings were African African American. Yeah, this is what he looks like. This picture, uh, this is mugshot. So wow. he just looks a little bit older now. Yeah, I feel like there's not as many African American serial killers as there are white white people, white yeah. serial killers. And when his he show made the victims who are obviously African American, that's why I asked because usually, according to Criminal Minds. Serial killers don't usually cross racial lines. They don't. But yeah, uh, basically, like, a lot of the people that he confessed to, like I said, he has confessed to, like, 93 people, right? Yeah. He pro- has provided sketches. This As of the time that this Wikipedia article was written, he's done sketches of 26 of them. But as of now, I think there's over, over 50 or 60 sketches. Oh, my God. Yeah. I want to watch that 60 minute. She'll just send it to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or I guess I could Google use the google machine that's the google <laughs> but yeah so that's Creepy. it um do you have anything oh. fun and fresh to share with the class <laughs> oh, other than no, momming i literally just you know stay at 
home most all of the time. Have so you been watching anything fun or um, reading or listening to anything fun? Actually, yes. Yeah, so Netflix has a new show called Unbelievable. Oh yeah, you told me to watch it. I it's haven't seen it yet. So good. I started it. I was like the first episode. I was like, eh, because it's pretty graphic. Yeah. Like if you, it, it's it definitely like would be a trigger for some people. So just FYI, if What's be it aware of that. Um, a young woman was raped and, um, she reports it, but the police officers don't, they basically start to not believe her and, um, they like make her doubt herself. So she recants her statement and then they charge her with filing a false report. What? But the rapist, meanwhile, is going around raping other women (gasps) and like another state. And these two detectives are like trying to solve it. And anyway, it's just, it's really good definitely would recommend it i'll have to give that a go yeah um zach and i just finished watching euphoria on hbo yeah, yeah. that show's really fucking good i still have to watch it yeah that one it's very it's heavy yeah it's like i feel like it's like a more grown-up question mark <laughs> uh version of like secret life of american teenager okay if you remember that show i do but i don't think i mean i remember seeing commercials but i never watched it right it's like one of those it's like set in high school and like it covers like every sort of issue yeah, that like a high schooler that. could possibly have. Like, yeah. Like the main character like struggles with like a uh, like a drug addiction. Like mm-hmm. someone gets pregnant. Like there's a trans girl. Like okay. there's a lot of different. Yeah. Like relevant. Yeah. So it's like very interesting, but it's again, it's very fucking heavy. Yeah. So uh, is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. It's it is very. It's sad, but it's really good. Yeah. It's an important thing to watch. I think. And it's based off a true story. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It is. Um, and I also watched that new movie I tagged you in with Michael C. Hall in it. I haven't seen it On yet. Netflix. Not that good. Okay, then maybe I won't. Like, it's got a very supernatural mm-hmm. aspect to it, and it's... We and Wes watched it last night, and we were both like... Yikes. It, w- it could have been good, it but they potential. took it They took it to this... It was just... Then it just went downhill real fast. Mm. And Michael C. Hall is not even the main person in it. Oh, so. that's dumb. I don't know. He's my favorite. Where is he when you need him? I love him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. He's such a good actor, but anyways. R.A.P. Dexter. <laughs> Especially, well, I haven't, I haven't finished the series because I heard it sucks. Like, the ending sucks. So The ending is... I know it happens. Heartbreaking. But that's why I think I haven't pulled the trigger on the last season because I'm already, like... Yeah, I'm I've, already disappointed. I've rewatched... I think I've said this a lot. I've rewatched Dexter so many times like when I just need something on I just put Dexter on mm-hmm. um I don't I t- typically avoid the last half of the last season because of what happens at the end of it yeah well I mean like I feel like the first like three and a half seasons are like real fucking good yeah. and then it just see I really liked up until season I thought season six was super good mm-hmm. season seven was okay and then season eight was like how they ended I'm on it season six right now shit yeah yeah, I was disappointed. But it's probably my all-time favorite show. Oh, it's, like I said, like, the beginning is really fucking good, and then just kind of, yeah. it's been petering out for me. That, that's why I think. And that's it. why I think I'm also, like, struggling to finish it. Yeah. Anyways. Neither here nor there. Um, yes, time to go, um, shock on a white claw. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but just. <laughs> Anyways. Glad um, to be back. We'll, yeah, we'll catch you next week for something else. Um. Yeah. And goodbye. Bye.